Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Guys, I didn't go to I didn't go to Catholic school. I went to public school. My parents they they worked, so I did. I was in preschool pretty early when I was a little kid, and um, I was at a preschool called TLC. And uh, there was uh, what's really funny is I'm still friends with a lot of the kids I went to preschool. Are any of you still friends with preschool friends? Were you were you in preschool together? Any of you? I wasn't. Wow. I was in the world. All right. So here's the deal. When I was in preschool, I think by the time I was five, I pretty much. Uh, proposed to every single girl in my preschool class. Like I had gotten to marry, I gotten married to every girl in my preschool class. I think. Yeah. I remember there was one girl in my preschool class. Her name was Sarah Hands, and Sarah, uh, she and I would sit next to each other at lunchtime, and I didn't like milk, and she didn't like grapes. So she would give me her grapes, and I would give her my milk, which meant we were married as five-year-olds. <laughs> we were in love. We were in love. We were in love. Okay, let me ask you a question. Like. Was that like real love? No. no. What, is, what do we call that kind of love? Child love. Child love. Puppy Child love. love. Right? Right? Like, I think we all maybe have like, maybe I'm the only one. Do you have any like, you don't have to share, but do you have any memories of like this kind of puppy love, preschool, anybody? No. Jacob, you're raising your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Casanova over there. I'm sure. Right here, say it out loud. You got married to William and pre-K? Have you guys stayed in touch? In front of my mom. Oh, that's so romantic. How's it worked out with you and William so far? I don't know. I haven't seen him since preschool. Oh, gosh. I hope he's okay. All right, so here's the thing, right? So I, re- I remember that stage of my, my heart, my life. But I also remember as I got older, right? I remember like things in my mind and my heart started changing right around like fifth, sixth grade. Raise your hand if you're in sixth grade. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, so basically when I was like your guy's age, so I remember that season of life being a season where people started like, like this was the phrase when I was in sixth grade. The phrase was, you weren't dating, you didn't date anybody in sixth grade, but you, you went out. That was the phrase. Like people started going out in sixth grade. Like she's going out with him. He's going out with her. Like, and I remember thinking like, like where, where'd they go? Right? Like what'd they, what'd they go do? They went outside, like, and I remember thinking, like, what does that mean? That people were going out, right? Um, but then I, I figured it out. I'm like, oh, it means, like, boyfriend, girlfriend. That's what it means, right? So I remember there was, there was a girl that uh, she was in, in my middle school. So in my middle school, we were broken up into what they were, they were called communities. So there's a blue community, red, purple, and green community. And I was in blue. Because it was the best, okay? So I was in Blue Community, and there was another girl in Blue Community named Chelsea, okay? Chelsea was super cute, and she, I thought she was really funny, and I thought she was smart, and she sat, like, across from me in some classes, so I could just, like, like look at her. Listen, I was in love, okay? I was in love. Okay, so... So we were in we were in study hall, okay, oh, and uh, no. this was <laughs> oh gosh study hall. This is the age before cell phones and text messaging, okay. So I had we had have you ever do like the the like soup cans with the string? 
You know, like you take two soup cans yeah. and you put a string into it. Yeah. And so like I – I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. So what I did was I'm sitting in study hall and I uh, wrote a note. I poured out my heart to Chelsea. Oh. Okay? At the end of the note, I wrote, do you like me? And I wrote these two boxes like this. Right? Yes. No. And on the other side of the note, it says, do you want to go out? Okay. All right? No, 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 it was signed. Like it was signed. This, this is a, this isn't like the actual note. I don't have the actual note anymore. But I wrote a whole thing out, like telling her why I think she's so pretty and why she's so great. And then I wrote, "Will you like? Will you go out with me? Check yes, check no." So I folded up the note and I sent it. Like so, like say like like Chelsea's like in the back corner. So I would like I'd be, like teachers over there. I'm like here you go, and like you would take it and you would slide it to Anson. The Anson would be like like here, and he would just like and so like it slides throughout the whole classroom. It finally gets to, it finally gets to like where Chelsea was sitting and I, I'm like, what? I'm like, like not blinking, right? My heart, my heart, guys, my heart is like in my chest. It's like, like, like a snare drum. Okay. And I'm watching Chelsea, like not blinking, like, and I see her unfolding the note. Okay. And she like, I'm watching her read it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope she can read my handwriting. So she, she reads the note and then I see her take a pen from her little folder, okay? And then she goes like this. She looks up, folds the note, sends it back, gets to me. I open the note. Totally open it. She checked yes. Oh, yeah. She checked yes. Stars aligned. Okay, so, Chelsea, my first girlfriend, sixth grade, we had a heck of a romance, let me tell you. We sat next to each other for lunch, okay? We sat next to each other for lunch, all right? And this is what we would do. She sat on this side, I sat on this side, and we would hold hands during lunch, okay? I know, it was insane. It was insane, all right? So here's the problem. So she, I would talk to my friends on this side, she would talk to her friends on that side. And, uh, and what would happen is, like, because she was also right-handed, I gave up my right hand. So I would hold her left hand with my right hand so she could still use her right hand to eat lunch. And I'm using my left hand like a Neanderthal trying to eat my lunch. And I'm like, I don't know how to use my hand, right? And so, like, food is just, like, like all over me. By the end of lunch, I just look disgusting, right? Because I just, like, drop nacho cheese and, like, salsa on my shirt, right? And then it's like, but here's the thing. We didn't even, we didn't talk to each other during lunch because that's too, you don't talk to your girlfriend, right? We held hands. I talked to my bros and she talked to her girlfriends, right? And then lunch would end, the bell would ring. And then uh, we'd be like, okay, bye. And we'd hug each other. And I was like, my, my buddies would be like, yeah, high-fiving, right? All right. So it was amazing. It was amazing. I remember the day, I remember what I was wearing I remember what I was eating. I was eating breadsticks with nacho cheese sauce. I don't know why. I know, it's so gross. I remember the day, so we were holding hands like this. I remember the day when we went from this to this. I almost died. I probably died. I died that day, okay? It was like, Gloria, right? I was like, it was just unbelievable. She broke up with me a week later. Um, <laughs> it's how it happens. It's how it happens. All right. 
here's another tr- here's another true story. But like within that time though, we had we had our first like middle school dance. All right. Okay, so I had heard, I had heard that she like we we had been dating for like a month. I had heard that she wanted me to kiss her. Okay. Hold on. And I'm thinking like. <sighs> Like I've I've only ever kissed my mom. I don't know how to kiss a girl. So I remember I forget what I think I watched The Princess Bride, right? Like with like you know with like with Buttercup. He's like as you wish, like that movie. I'm like okay, I'm gonna learn how to kiss a girl, right? So that year uh, the movie uh, Armageddon came out. Aerosmith, like that song, I don't wanna miss a thing. That song was like. That was the big romance song, right? I don't want to miss one smile. All right. Anyway, so it's the dance. Like, I find out from her friends that she wanted me to kiss her, and I'm, like, freaking out. I, I'm, like, practicing in the mirror, like, mm, like, trying to figure out how to do this. Hey, don't judge me. Don't judge me. So we get to the dance. We get to the dance, and we're dancing, right? Right? Okay? And then we get to, like, it's, the, like, the last song, and they're, they're playing I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith, and I'm like, this is gonna be the song, all right? I'm kissing her in this song. So, all right, so when you dance in middle school, you, you're, if you're the guy, you put your hands on the girl's hips like this, and then she puts her hands on your shoulders, and you just kind of go like this for like five minutes. Like, this is awesome. This is so awesome, right? I'm so in love. Okay, so, all right, so the music's going, don't wanna miss a thing, right? And I'm like timing it, I'm like, I'm going to kiss her right when, like, the song, like, the chorus comes in. So here's what I do. Ready? So I, I, like, leaned in. I just shut my eyes. And I went like this. And I went, just forward. Just, just went for it. I just, right? Okay, I just went for it. And immediately, immediately, I was like, that doesn't feel like lips. I opened my eyes. My lips were, like, planted on the tip of her nose. Like just, I just came in, right here, and she, and she, she. I open my eyes, and this is what I see. She's just like, like this. And, oh, I think she loved it. That is after about a week after that, she broke up with me. So, but I remember thinking like, that I just kissed her nose. That doesn't count as a first kiss. Oh man, I'm telling you, nothing like growing up. All right, so here's the thing, right? So, like, nobody sat me down when I was, like, in fifth, sixth grade. Nobody sat me down and was like, all right, listen, Patrick, right? You're, like, middle school now. It's time. You got to start feeling like you got to be attracted to, you got to start wanting to date other people. It's, like, time that you start noticing other people, like, noticing girls and being attracted to them. Like, nobody, nobody sat me down to tell me that. Like, it just, like, it just happened, right? Like, you start growing up and, like, Girls start noticing the boys. Boys start noticing the girls. Maybe not in here. Just saying. It's okay. But, like, it's a thing, right? It's a thing. It's just, like, nobody sits you down and is like, listen, you got to start doing this, right? It's not like, like when you, like, learn how to tie your shoes. It's like, like, no one sits you down to be like, all right, now you got to start feeling these feelings, right? So here's the thing. I'm here today to tell you that all of those feelings, all of those thoughts are bad and evil and awful, and you're going to hell. I'm just kidding. Not true at all. Not true at all. Not true at all. All right. Here's the thing. God is the author. God's the one who created. Well, you look at Genesis. God's the one who created 
men and women. He's the one who created the sexual difference between men and women. The fact that we are different, that we have different bodies. He created the, like, it's his idea. Like, it's, it's God's idea that we would be attracted to each other, that we would fall in love with each other. Like, it's all his idea. And here's the crazy part, right? After God made the universe, right? After he made Jupiter and Pluto and all the stars, stars that are like so big you could fit seven quadrillion Earths in them. After God made this massive universe, he looked at it and he was like, it's good. But then he made human beings. He made a man, he made a woman. So he made like a married couple. He looks at them, put them in creation. He goes, ah, now it's very good. It's very good, right? God loves our humanity. He's the one who created our, our differences as men and women. He's the one who made us boys and girls. It's his idea. Like, it's all his idea. He gave us these desires. He gave us these attractions. And there's not a single thing in it where he's like, this is evil. This is awful. It's his idea. And he loves it. And he loves it. So why am I talking about this? Well, because next, it's next week. Yeah. Next week, starting with Mrs. Allen and... Everyone say hi, Mrs. Allen. Hi, tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, starting tomorrow? Tomorrow? Well, I'm just, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, starting tomorrow. And then again throughout next week, these two, Mrs. Allen and your very own principal, Mr. C, are going to be walking you guys through God's amazing plan for us as men and women boys and girls talking about, especially talking about the fact that like we have these bodily differences, especially, don't get weird, those differences that one day, because of God's awesome plan, one day can make you into a mom or dad. Those bodily differences, right? Those awesome changes that are happening as you guys are in this amazing stage of your life, right? Because you're not like little puppy love boys and girls anymore. Like this isn't where you're at anymore, right? (laughs) Like you're growing up and it's awesome. It's awesome, right? This is like the season of your life where you are becoming like you're moving into maturity, moving into adulthood. And there's all sorts of crazy things that happen, awesome things that happen to bring you to that point. And that's what they're going to be walking you through this awesome season of your life. So what I want to do today is I want to give you a little preview, uh, sort of overview of like, I don't know, God's idea of this story, what God has in mind, right? So here's the deal. Knowing how we're called to live. Let me just ask you this question. When you when you when you guys look at like the culture, whether it's music or movies or TV, like there's do you think there seems to be some confusion about how men and women, boys and girls are meant to relate to each other? Yes or no? Rebecca says yes. Who agrees with Rebecca? Anybody? Yeah, there seems to be a lot of confusion. A lot of like I I don't like should we start dating? Should we, like, should we be together? Should, like, should I marry? Like, there's so much confusion about this stuff. What I want to do is I want to kind of give you an overview of the story to give us a sense of, like, how we're, to know how you're supposed to live, you got to know, like, where you come from and where you're going, right? If I were to hand you, um, like, a random tool that you have never seen before, like a random object that you had never seen before, and I would say, go ahead and use it, what would be one of your first questions? Aiden, what is it? And Caitlin, how do I use it? And what's it for? What's it for? What's it for? Like, what is a human being? What am I supposed to do? Like, and what am I? What am I? What am I? Where am I supposed to go? And only like, and you think about our bodies. Like, we've got these differences. 
Like, ladies, let me just ask you this question. When you think about the boys in your class, are, are boys and girls different? Uh, Leah? Yeah. You sure? Yes. You're positive. Like a thousand percent. Yeah, like boys and girls are very different. They're very different. Internally, like our emotions, our thoughts, the way we behave, the way we think, but also like externally, our bo- physical bodies are different. So here's a question, like what are those differences for? Like why did God make us this way? Like he could have made us any number of ways, but he made us to have these differences. You ask that question, what's it for? That's what, this, that's what these next few days and weeks are going to be about, kind of understanding like what these differences are for and why God made us this way. Does that make sense? Give me some of this if that makes sense. All right. Don't want to miss a thing. All right. So uh, we, got, we got to start here. In the beginning. Where do we hear those words? In the beginning. Charlie. First, first page in the Bible. The first page in the Bible. The very, very first words in the Bible. God, like I said, God makes everything and he says it's good. Right? He makes the sky and he says it is. Good. He makes the sea. He says it's. He splits them apart. He says it's, he fills the sea with fish. He says it's, he makes the sky, fills it with birds. He says it's, he puts plants on the earth. He says it's, then he makes a man, a human being, and he says it is good. It's not very good yet. Not very good yet. He says it's good. Okay. God makes all these things. He says it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Then there's something that's not good. Who knows what's not good? Me. Okay. Uh, Dominic. Satan is not good. That's correct, but that's not what God identifies as not good. Claire. Uh, like Adam, he didn't have a wife yet. Yes! He says it's not good that the man is alone. Who likes being alone? Like forever alone. None of us like being forever alone. We might be, Lance, hand up. Like sometimes we might be like, like being alone for like a little bit, but like the idea of just like being alone forever, that's like, crushing to our humanity that's crushing god says it's not good that the man is alone so what does god do what does he do he makes not yet oh. you skipped a part i know it's crazy Kaylin. He, he makes animals okay so is god like just having like a brain fart he's like i don't know he was giving some pets no dominic what do you think Uh, Adam, according to the story, Aiden, what are you going to say? Uh, wait, well, let me, let me just keep going. I'll come back to you. Yeah. So God makes, he makes Adam. It's not good that he's alone. He's like, let's, I'm, I need to make him some, I need to make him some people or some, um, some, some animals. So he makes all the animals and Adam's job is to name the animals. So he's looking around. He's like, dog, chicken, uh, giraffe. I just couldn't think of any animal all of a sudden. It's like platypus. I'm, the, the animal that was in my mind was woolly mammoth, but I don't know. Maybe he did. I don't know. All right. So here's Adam. He's like, all right, I'm a, I'm a human being. I'm a guy. I'm a man. Like, he's looking at like the giraffe and thinking like, I like you, giraffe, but like, not like like you, like you, right? Like, like I don't think it's gonna work out between you and me. Adam, Adam starts trying to dance with the giraffe. The giraffe puts his giant hooves on Adam's shoulders. Like it's not gonna work out. Like that's not like. A person, like the animals aren't people that Adam can do what with? That he can, Leah? Love. Love, love right? He can't, these can't love him back. He can't love them, right? Okay, so then he puts Adam in the deep sleep and he pulls out what? Caprice, what does he pull out? His rib. The rib, right? 
So he pulls something out from Adam's side. I want you to think about this. The side, if they, if, if, imagine if Eve was made from something from like Adam's skull, what would that maybe symbolize? Charlie, what do you think? Okay, so they're made of the same stuff. Leah, what are you going to say? Okay, they think alike. I'm thinking of something else. Carter? Let me let me flip the example. What if Eve was made from like Adam's foot? Maybe it would symbolize this that if if Eve was made from like Adam's foot, it would symbolize that she was beneath him. If she was made from his skull, it would symbolize that she's What do you think, Caitlin? Above him. But because she's made from his side, it means Claire She's, oh, I like that. Closest to his heart and equal. Yeah, equal, right? So God makes Eve. All right, so Adam wakes up. Adam wakes up, and he's like, oh, man, my side kind of hurts, right? Oh, ow. So he wakes up. He sees Eve, first woman who's ever existed, first woman ever, right? And she's looking beautiful, right? Adam looks at her. Mind you, what are they wearing in the garden? Leah? What's that? nothing right they are naked we're going to talk about this so they are totally naked in the garden imagine adam waking up and he's like right he he like looks at her and he's like whoa this one at last bone of my bones flesh of my flesh this one shall be called woman for out of her that man this one was taken because adam looked at her he just goes whoa man that's where we get the word woman from did you know that I'm totally kidding. That's not where it comes from. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense, right? Adam looks at her and he's like, what? It's like, hallelujah, hallelujah, right? All right, so he looks at her. Why is he so excited? Charlie. Because he finally has someone <gasps> he's not loving it. Okay, so what does he recognize? She's another, she's another, go ahead. Human. human. Right? She's, you're hu- Eve, you're human, like me. But then he's like, hmm. What's the hmm about? Go ahead. She's not exactly like him, right? He's noticing her bodily difference. He noticed, like externally, he's seeing like, huh, you, there's something else going on there that's not going on here, right? Like he's looking at his body. He's like, he looks at her body, hmm, right? I, true story. I remember, so I only had a younger brother growing up. I didn't have any little sisters and we didn't have, like, my, my only female cousin, she lived in South Carolina, so I didn't get to see her all that often. But I had a friend who had all of these uh, little sisters, which meant they had in their house all of these Barbie dolls, okay? So, like, honestly, like, the like, being at their house, what inevitably, all right, so little sisters, Barbie dolls, and little brothers, what usually happens to the Barbie dolls when there's little brothers involved? Dominic. They get destroyed. They get destroyed, Claire? <laughs> my cousin, my cousin. Yeah, Leah. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of destruction of the Barbies. Caitlin, what are you going to say? That when they're um, organized, that the boys just wreck it all up. Very, very true. Very, very true. What I, what I experienced with the Barbie dolls, Caprice, what are you going to say? <laughs> this is all accurate. This is all very, very accurate. Um, the Barbie dolls at my friend's house for his little sisters, the, like, the hair was always like, like, right? And, like, 
there was never outfits, no clothes on any of the Barbie dolls, right? So I remember, like, being at their house. I was probably, like, six, seven years old. And, like, mind you, I'm a boy. My little brother's a boy. And, like, I see these naked Barbie dolls. I'm like, huh, what, what is, what's that? You know, like, there's something going on there. Uh, and then when you see, like, little Ken doll, Ken doll naked, I'm like, oh, that's the man Barbie, right? That's the boy Barbie. And, like, Ken doesn't have clothes on. I'm like, that's not right. There's something missing there, right? Like, that's not how that looks down there, right? So, like, here's the thing. So Adam wakes up. He sees Eve. He sees that she's human like me, but she's not exactly like me. She's, she's different. And what he sees is that her, the differences between them they kind of fit together, right? Like the differences between them, they match. They correspond to each other, right? Like Adam's body doesn't really make sense on its own. Eve's body doesn't really make sense on its own. But when you see them together, like there's like a fittingness. Adam's body can come together with Eve's body, right? And here's the thing. When Adam's body joins Eve's body, what can happen? What happens in the natural course of time? What happens? Aiden? babies babies right here's what i want you guys to notice here's what i want you guys to notice love and life they go together say it with me love and life go together one more time love and life they go together with a scottish accent love and life they go together not bad not bad we'll work on that here's a question why why does love and life Go together. Let me back up. In whose image were we made as human beings? Leah? God. God. God, right? So, let's show you this. Oh, wait, skip that slide. All right. This is an icon. So, an icon is like a sacred image that depicts a divine reality. So, this is an icon that represents the Trinity. So, you got the three persons of the Trinity, right? Up top is the Father. Over here on the left side is, is the Holy Spirit. And over here is the Son. Right, so Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So the Trinity is an endless exchange of love and life. That's what God is. God is nothing but love and life. So if I say, what is God? Your answer is endless love and life. Perfect love and life. Infinite love and life. God is this endless exchange of love and life. And he made, he said, I'm going to make an image of myself in creation. And that's so cute, right? When God made an image of himself in creation, did he just make a man? No. Did he just make a woman? No. no. He made a, a, a couple, a couple, right? A man and a woman whose bodies and souls are ordered towards each other in such a way that when they, when they come together in love, when Eve and Adam, when, when wife and husband, husband and wife come together in love, what comes out of their love? Life. Love and life go together. Love and life go together. Love and life, they go together. They go together. Pretend you're Shrek. One more time. Love and life, they go together. Donkey. All right, great. Love and life go together. Now, God wants a, like, the kind of relationship that God wants with us, guys, is, all right, go like this. Go like this. This is a husband. This is a wife, right? This is, husband and wife is the closest kind of relationship, lock it in, that you can have with another human being, right? Because a husband and wife, when they get married, they say, I promise to give all of myself to you, right? 
Husband and wife, marriage, right? This is the, think about this. This is crazy. This is the kind of relationship that God wants, keep your fingers up, that God wants with us. So this is God. Put your hands like this. This is God. And this is you. God wants this kind of relationship with you. He wants to be united to you. So God, here, I want you to notice this. God created marriage. God created man and woman. He created our ability to come together and form new life. He created all of that in the beginning to be a sign. Say sign. Sign. Say it like you mean it. Sign. God created marriage to be a sign. So marriage to be a sign that points forward to the kind of relationship that Jesus wants with us, that God wants with us. So we're going to skip to this. So this is another sign, another sacred image, an icon of Jesus. This is an image of Jesus. God wants this kind of relationship with us. But what happened in the beginning? So we were like this with God in the garden. What happened, Aiden? Um, Adam ate from the sacred tree. They ate the fruit of the tree. And what happens to the relationship is this. It gets ripped apart. It gets, it gets wounded, right? So here's God saying, I love you. I want you to be united to me. I want to be so close to you. And humanity's like, eh, I don't know about that. We're maybe going to worship a golden calf and some other false gods and some other things, right? Humanity just keeps running away from God who's trying to be in relationship with us. So in the fullness of time, God sends his son to unite himself to us. I want you to think about this, right? Think about the Eucharist. If the Eucharist is Jesus, if the Eucharist is Jesus, what does that mean that when, like, you eat the Eucharist in terms of, yeah, Dominic? We're reunited with him again? Like, this happens. This happens. We get reunited. All right, I want to end with this. So I want you guys to look at this image. Um... I, I need a I need a blank one, please. Oh yeah. Oh, that feels good. You can feel the breeze. Yeah. Dear Jesus, be a breeze. Oh glory. All right. So in ask the question at the top there. What does it mean to be human? There's a, it's a three part answer. To know what it means to be human, it's a three part answer. The first part is that I want you to fill it in on on your sheet there. Created male and female. In the image and likeness of God. Created male and female in the image and likeness of God. This is called God's original plan. The original plan. So what he meant for us. Union with each other. Union with him. Fingers like this. Fingers like this. Right? This is what he wanted. Original plan. All right, but that plan gets interrupted by, you see, sin there. So we have this fall. So that enters us into this new stage of human history, what we call historical man. So the historical, like it's all this, it's the sad history of humanity. So we're created male and female in God's image and likeness. But that plan, that original image gets wounded by sin. So we are fallen, right? We're fallen because we desire things that we shouldn't desire. We, we hurt people. We use people. We love things instead of loving people. So we're fallen because of sin. Yet this is the most important part. Fallen yet 
Can you read it? Leah, can you read it? Yeah. Fallen yet? Fallen yet redeemed. Right? Christ is the one who comes from the Father to redeem us, to bring this, to bridge these fingers, to bring it back together. So we're fallen yet redeemed by Christ, but that's not even the best part of the story. The best part of the story is our final destiny. So this big word, you're going to try and write this word. Eschatological. It's a huge word. E-S-C-H-A-T-A-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. Everyone say eschatological. One more time. Eschatological. It means final destiny. Our final destiny. So we're created male and female in God's image and likeness. We are fallen yet redeemed by Christ. And the best part of the story, we are destined for a resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Like this is, like Jesus comes to bring us home. Our bodies, our bodies matter in the beginning, right? Male and female, our bodies matter in the beginning. And guess what? Our bodies matter in the end. Because heaven, guess what you have in heaven? We've talked about this. Do you just have your soul? You just have a soul? The resurrection of the body. body. What do you have in heaven? A body. A body. Not just anybody. Whose body are you going to have, Aiden? You going to have my body? No, I'm going to have my body. You're going to have your body. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Yes? yes. It's going to be a glorified body, a transformed body. And unbelievable. My body's going to have so much amazing hair. And my abs are going to have abs. It's going to be so amazing. <laughs> glorified body. All right? So I want you guys to keep this sheet. Mrs. Allen and Mr. C are going to be working with you guys on this sheet to understand Again, what does it mean to be human? Our bodies matter in the beginning, yes? yes. yes. Our bodies matter in the end, yes? yes? So do you think your body matters right now? Yes. yes. And the fact that your body is changing from a little boy to a man, from a little girl to a woman, do you think that matters now? Yes. yes. And are those changes amazing and awesome? Yes. The answer is yes. Those answers are yes. All right. That's it. We're, right? Yeah. Whew. <laughs> 